This is Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my co-host, Americus Reed. And we are thrilled to welcome our last guest for our hour, Andy Griffiths, who's the chief marketing officer and founder of Cult and Rain, which is a disruptive digital fashion brand. Hello, Andy. And he is connecting and... Now he's on mute, which we all know. <laughs> he's a digital. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello Andy. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad um, to be connected with you guys, and I'm, I'm glad technology is working for us. Yeah, that's really always fun. So it says you're a disruptive digital fashion brand, and I did look at your website, and I saw some of your product there, but um, what is your background that makes you so disruptive? <laughs> just kind of curious how yeah. you got what into was, going here. What, what, what was your journey? First yeah. of all, your, your name is absolutely epic, because I, I was taken back to my old, you know, the days of the Andrew Griffith show. That's a whole other story. But anyway. So, yes, please tell us your journey, uh, Andy. Well, funny story. I had no clue. Until I moved to the U.S., I had no clue about my name was going to um, cause so much kind of like conversation. So uh, that was the first thing. I was utterly clueless until I was trying to get a cell phone and someone goes, oh, my God, you're back from the dead? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just, I just want a cell phone. <laughs> That's that, funny. That was that was my first intro. I mean, my 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 personal journey kind of started many years ago. Um, I uh, I grew up in New Zealand. I moved to England, um, you know, in my early twenties after I finished school. And my my kind of career started with Emmanuel Gilda Zenya, and I had a wonderful experience. Great school, great people, great company, great family, um, and I really kind of learned uh, I learned the art of like narrative and storytelling and so you're and, saying uh, Zenya are you talking about the men's fashion brand Zenya is that the mm-hmm. one? Oh wow Zenia. that's like the name in men's fashion right in Italian men's fashion it's a it's a beautiful company I mean it's a vertical company it controls everything from you know the raw materials all the way through to kind of production and, and, and retail and it's a it's a really wonderful school because you learn so much of different facets of the of the business. Oh, um, very from from Zenia, I went to Diesel. Um, nice, oh, another big mar- brand. <laughs> marketing in the UK for Diesel and uh, Scandinavia for another five years. Had the pleasure of working with the Rosso family. Um, again, completely different fabric. Went from wool to denim, and uh, again continued the art of storytelling, um, but just in a different kind of like space around culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Moved from Diesel. Uh, I then moved to uh, actually Los Angeles. I was CMO at uh, Seven for Mankind, which oh. is part of the uh, the BF Corporation, and uh, was CMO there, working um, in LA for another four years. I, I'm wearing Seven, so I just want you. Nice, very nice. Oh, you are. That's awesome. What pair are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing one of the jean pairs. That, yeah, you know. Th- th- well, th- they th- make jeans. Yeah. Th- th- thank you very much, Andy, for for, for that. That's uh, that's awesome. Yes. Very cool. You're welcome. <laughs> um, after after seven, actually, by time with Diesel, I also had time with Maison Margiela. Just began working in the contemporary space. Following seven, um, moved back to New York. Worked for Diesel again. Stefano Rosso, the son of Renzo, um, who founded the OTP Group and many brands within that group. So come back and help me reposition Diesel in the U.S. So we did that for another three years, um, and uh, went to shop up for another uh, two years wow. after Diesel. Wow. Um, and then now work with the Longvang Group um, across their portfolio brands, St. John in particular, 
and also Golden Ring. So, so um, you yeah, have this incredible brand heritage and you decided to disrupt the whole thing? Is that what happened? <laughs> it's time to disrupt. It's, <laughs> the moment is now. <laughs> it was born out of, I will tell you, it was born out of frustration. And, um, George Yang, uh, you know, and I met um, through a mutual friend and we bonded out of like just a different way of doing things in the fashion system. We felt the sense of the fashion system was a little archaic. Mm. It was broken. We were still having the same conversations with big department stores around RTVs and swaps and changing collections and changing products. And can you do this and do that and diluting kind of like the offer and the story and the narrative. And ultimately, like really kind of driving, you know, big, big box retailers really driving the narrative. And, you know, we also thought there was a lot of wastage. Sustainability was a buzzword, but like, how do you define that in your own way? So um, it was really kind of like we bonded over this kind of frustration. And then just a, you know, Corn Rain was really born because we wanted to do things a little differently. Um, we wanted to be born from Web3, mm. but still have a, a luxury wow. foot and understanding from our Web2 kind of like backgrounds. Wow. Um, Design-wise, marketing-wise, huh. how we orchestrate the company. Um, but we really saw, you know, as NFTs last year were really taking off and booming, an opportunity to not just be disruptive, but actually self-fund the company. Um, and, and we did that back in February this year by selling an NFT collection, you know, NFTs tied to luxury physical products. Um, yeah, so I saw we, that on your website. So you buy the NFT, and I saw it about a pretty fancy shoe. Like, that's what I, I think the one I saw was a shoe, right? Yes. Yes, correct. <laughs> Barbara, congratulations. You can recognize, recognize shoes. That's shoe uh, very fancy. Well, that's progress. Going. Ladies and gentlemen, that's progress. <laughs> Exactly. They, the good thing is they go on your feet. They keep your feet around. <laughs> well played, sir. Look, well played. And they could look kind of dope and cool. And, you oh, know, nice. So I just looked at the website we, and I understood we, you buy that NFT. <laughs> and then you get that yes. exact shoe. Is that is that how it works? Yeah. So one of the, um, you know, the, the that Web3 world and, and what we call PFP projects and art projects, they're typically kind of like two-day static, you know, art images. What we wanted to do was cre create a 3D animation, animated digital asset. Um, so an NFT essentially. And when you buy the NFT, you actually get the identical physical twin. Mm. Um, and through our connections and through our history, you know, our point of difference is that, you know, we wanted to make it in the best factory in Italy. We wanted to come from the best factories in the world. So the factories that, we, that we're working with also produce for Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Balenciaga, Hermes, Dior. And so what we've been able to do is bring a digital asset to life nice. through a physical product. Very and cool. so, you know, anyone who's in, you know, remotely familiar with kind of supply chain and shipping and logistical issues of the last kind of like couple of years, will know it's been very, very challenging. Um, and we've basically taken original designs, not an existing kind of shoe, but an original design made it from scratch. Um, and uh, and we're now kind of completing that and shipping that to all of the holders that bought their um, you know their NFTs back in, in February. So again, we've we've kind of you know anyone who's in the business of shoemaking or sneaker making, you know we've done eight we've done basically eighteen months work in you know eight to nine months, wow. which is incredible, uh, impressive. Uh, which is disruptive in its own way. Yeah, that's the, definitely disruptive. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. We're joined by Andy Griffiths. Chief Marketing Officer and Founder of Cult 
and Rain. What a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a disruptive awesome. digital fashion brand. Um, and if you'd like to ask An Andy or any of us a question throughout today's show, feel free to call us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. So how do you promote your brand? Are you direct? Then do you go direct to the end user or do you go through wholesalers or you, you're direct, right? It's a, it's a, it's like the ultimate direct to consumer model. So um, we obviously have the website, which we've just launched our what we call core collection. Um, so you can buy physical onlys from the website. This we're in a pre-order phase, uh, and we'll be kind of shipping from January third onwards. Mm -hmm. um, but we ship from the factory in Italy direct to your door. Wow. Um, and so with Genesis, we sold fifteen hundred NFTs. Um, we're shipping to 43 different countries to 658 different holders. Um, and so it's almost like, it's a, to be perfectly frank, it's like really a log logistical challenge mm. that we've been working through. Yeah, bad. Um, but, it, but, it, but it's almost like the ultimate model. We, do, we don't do wholesale. Um, we, you know, we, we're direct to consumer in terms of like, you know, having our own site um, uh, at coltonrain.com. But it's a, you know, we're, we're kind of like, you know, shipping as fast and as quickly and as directly as we can in terms of, you know, factory to doorstep. So what I don't understand is what, what do you do with the NFT? I mean, when, why go through that little piece of it, the NFT? Why don't you just have the shoe on the site and send them the real shoe? So you could, and we do through the core collection, but we see the NFT less as a digital piece of art, oh. but it's like your ultimate membership club into Colton Ray. Okay. So the definition of an NFT means different things to different people. The right. definition from us is like those who hold an NFT, particularly from what we call the Genesis drop of sneakers. And we did, you know, a drop one with, was uh, with varsity jackets. Those holders of the NFT are like your ultimate customers. And so, our vision in the future is that this is almost like break it down as like the ultimate crm program we know who our customers are love that we have full transparency it's like having full transparency of the customer not from what they've just bought from us but full transparency of your customers of what they've bought from other companies and other brands when wow, all of those transactions great. from an nft are tied to the blockchain it's fully transparent fully visible oh, that's so, interesting we know our net worth. We know how much they're holding. We know what they're holding, how many they're holding of other projects, other, you know, yeah. other, other companies. It's almost like if I was in Diesel and I could see my customers that X, Y, and Z shopped at G-Star or Levi's mm -hmm. and they had 13 pairs of Levi's and we had eight pairs of Diesels, you'd almost have the ultimate inside into their wardrobe, wow. right? And so then you're able to go and market you know, completed pieces, uh, what to wear. NFTs. So it's, it, yeah. it's, it's really interesting when you just break NFTs down and you think about them in an entirely different way as opposed to a piece of digital art. And you're like, this is your membership card to the world of Colton Rain. So mm -hmm. that, what does that get you? Well, that gets you, um, you know, uh, we did an event in London back in July to launch our metaverse called Culture World. So you automatically kind of got, you know, VIP access to that. Um, you get, you know, when we drop our core collection, you automatically get, you know, 25% off, you know, the extra pairs of, you know, if you want to come and buy those shoes. 
Um, it gives you access to all future drops. It gives you prioritization wow, that's on yeah. anything a pretty big that, deal. That's cool. That that's pretty cool. in the future. That's cool. You know, Andy, we have a caller, Brian in Florida. Hello, Brian. Yes, hi. Good evening. I just wanted to ask Andy real quickly. I mean, the the one thing I've seen online, uh, you know, in the digital marketplace, particularly as it relates to the metaverse, is the emergence of a new CMO, the chief metaverse officer. And it seems like a lot of the, or not a lot, but many luxury brands have now, uh, you know, kind of honed in on that. And I don't know, is that kind of a, a token or just a trendy position? And does Andy see that as, you know, a growth opportunity? And what does the spend forecast look like, you know, kind of moving forward? Is that a, a growing area for particularly luxury brands? Wow. That's a great question, so, Brian. Thank Brian they, I'm glad you that. asked Andy and not yeah. me in America. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, <laughs> Brian. What are your thoughts, Andy? That's a great question. That's a, that is a fantastic question. I mean, what I love about when I see Chief Metaverse Officer advertised is it means that um, a new world is being adopted, right? So I go back. I'm, I'm you know, I, I won't give away my age, but I'm old. I lived through the dot-com boom, right? So when <laughs> when websites became a thing and you, the headlines about no one's ever going to buy anything online, I'm, you know, you know it's going to die, mm-hmm. you know, the internet is dead, et cetera, et cetera, and you look where we are now, right? right, right. Everything is bought. You know, everyone is buying everything online, you know, today, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So when I see a chief metaverse officer kind of like labeled, I'm like, the brand has a vision or the company, not just to get through the next quarter or the mm, next year, but mm-hmm. the next 10, five to 10 to even 20 years. Got it. And I really applaud that. The biggest, you know, the biggest challenge when I think about web three versus web two is adoption, right? There's trust right. in the space. There is, you know, a lot of negative publicity, right. uh, like web three, even crypto, FTX, etc. Oh yeah, crypto is going through a little hard, hard time. <laughs> right, right. And so what I, when I hear brands really kind of investing is that they really believe the future lies in Web2, which is, you know, you can say retail stores and traditional commerce, mm-hmm. and then the future of a digital commerce world. Mm. And I'll give you an example. My, you know, just before I got on, my, my son texts me and he goes, can I, have, uh, can I increase my allowance so I can buy more FIFA points? And I'm like, dude. You, you just, you've got your monthly limit, it's Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he, he's, a, he's 12, but he doesn't understand the difference mm. between digital fashion and buying commodities digitally mm-hmm. versus in real life. Mm. They're one of the same to him. So gotcha. when, right. when I think about the opportunities for brands and we're, we're moving very, very quickly in this direction, the future for me really lies within the digital um wardrobing mm. digital branding digital clothing digital outfitting because a this generation and you know I, again i've got an, i've got a goddaughter she spends hours on roblox yes she will buy digital collections on roblox and that's her way of flexing mm. with her, her with her peers <laughs> and she she too doesn't distinguish the difference between that's an, an real life item and a digital item they all have a perceived value attached to her. And actually, quite often, I'd say the digital asset has more value than the physical asset. Interesting. And so when I see Chief Metaverse Officer, I'm loving the fact that hopefully, you know, brands, you know, big brands even, are really adopting the future of a younger consumer, if I take them at 12 to even kind of like 16, that have really grown up in this kind of like environment and 
and really embrace it and understand it and don't see a difference between real life and digital lives, that they're really moving to a way where this can be an incredible, valuable revenue stream for well, us. Andy, for thank them. you so much for that point and for Super joining insightful. us today. And where can our listeners look, you know, go to follow you and everything that's going on at Cult and Rain? So Colton Rain, we've got coltonrain.com in terms of website, um, Colton Rain uh, on Twitter um, and also on Instagram. Um, and you can also jump into our Discord, which is which is also kind of Colton Rain. So, um, you know, we're very transparent. As a, we're in Discord every day. We're on Twitter every day. We answer everything personally. Mm. Um, and uh, we really take we've really taken the time to really build that community kind of transparency and trust. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And that's all we have time for today. I want to have time to thank our producers, Dion Simkin and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times through the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about our programming. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Until then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with Americus Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM, 132.